Hey everyone, Steve Rhodes, lead pastor here at Riverwalk Church, and I am so excited that you're joining us today. I have a huge announcement. A couple of weeks ago, you saw a video where uh, Pastor Allen and myself, we sat down and we talked about how our two churches have been working together. Uh, it was a video called Better Together, and now I wanted to share with everyone that we are combining our worship services together, and now we are going to be meeting starting March 6th at 10 a.m. So as of right now, you've been watching at 11 o'clock, or you've been here in service at 11 o'clock. Well, now starting March 6th, we're going to be starting at 10 a.m. We are so excited about what God is doing here in Pace, Florida with bringing these two churches together that we could be better together. So today we have something special planned for you. Uh, we are pulling out a message from our archives, something that's a little bit older from uh, 2021. And it's a message that's close to me. It's a message that I love and it's called Porcupines. Now, the idea of this is about us living in community together, right? Uh, the quote I use is, it's like uh, porcupines coming together on a cold night. They come together because of the cold, but then they press away and they move away because of the spines. So listen, enjoy today's message. We love y'all so much and we can't wait to worship with you again. So um, if you want to grab your Bible or we'll have the words available, we'll be in Acts chapter 4, verse 32. This is probably one of my favorite scriptures speaking about church and church life and kind of how churches should operate. And, and so playing off of Psalms 23 uh, is leading us. We're talking about God being a shepherd and God shepherding us. And this is kind of changing the, the focal point of this uh, of that this week uh, and talking about community and maybe if we use that analogies from last week, the flock that God is shepherding. So let's read this. Acts chapter 4 verse 32 says, Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. Now, the idea of this message today uh, is about porcupines. This is really, this is fun. I think this is fun. I think you'll enjoy this, but why don't you just kind of, if you're watching this at home, look at the person next to you, tell them don't be a porcupine. If you're listening to this, going down the road on podcast form, just, just holler at someone, tell them don't be a porcupine. Uh, but what am I talking about? What does porcupines have to do with anything? I read this quote one time and it said, it's like a pack of porcupines on a winter night. You come together because of the cold and you're forced apart because of the spines. Now we come to church and we want to have community because this can be a cold world. This can be a, a, a there's times where we go through hopelessness. There's times where we go through difficulties and that draws us together as a community, but uh, sometimes uh, the closer we get to, to one another, the, the, the uh, easier it is for us to kind of start to realize um, shortcomings in people and the difficult parts of people. And, and that kind of causes us to, to pull apart. You know, you have those ideas of 
being a church or the group of friends and you're thinking, oh man, here comes so-and-so. I know they're just going to be negative today or here comes so-and-so. Uh, they're just going to be, uh, you know, I'm sure they got something to talk about, that talk about someone. And, and, and we see these traits into people, but, but God has called us to live in community. God has called us to do life together. Now, where we came from and where we're going is all based on the community that we're, that we're a part of and, and living in harmony in that community. I know a lot of us, or none of us got to choose where we came from. None of us chose our families. None of us chose uh, the cities we were born in. Uh, but, but God has used these opportunities to shape us into who we're becoming. God has placed us in these communities around us from birth so that it can help shape who we are. And, and these people that God put in our lives, they can be difficult at times, but, but God has called them to come into our lives for a special reason. And I think that, that overall, what, what God is trying to do in his people, and we kind of talked about a little bit this last week, that, that God is wanting us to return back to the garden. Uh, before there was sin in the world, there was goodness and there was harmony. And, and there's this um, place where God wanted us to dwell together in harmony. And I think that every day we're getting closer to God taking us back to that type of goodness, that type of love, that we live in harmony. As we said last week, the inner tranquility that God wants to give us will one day be our outer tranquility. So Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 and 9 speaks about this. It says, the wolf shall lie down with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of a cobra and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all of my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And this very idea scares many people. The idea of us living in community scares people. Uh, after Adam and Eve sinned, um, you can read that in, in, in Genesis, they, 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 they sinned and and after they sinned, uh, they become self-conscious. They started to notice things about themselves, and they started to um, be uh, shameful of things in themselves. And God is intended for us to be God-conscious, that our focus is on Him and not our shortcomings or our problems. And, and He's not calling us to be self-conscious, but God-conscious. And with us being self-conscious, it brings a bit of distrust distrust for our brothers and our sisters. It causes this distrust between the people that God has called us to be community in, not so much because we don't trust who they are, but we don't really trust who we are. And if we, we don't trust who we truly are, it, it causes us to have difficult times trusting those people around us. And instead of us coming to church to be a 
part of a, a body fully alive, a body fully committed to the idea of community and being with the people God has called us to be, we just come to church. So um, what, what I'm about to start sharing, uh, a lot of what I, I got these ideas or these truths from come from a book called Waking the Dead by John Eldridge. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's probably one of the best books that I ever read. And I think this book is, uh, it's a timely book. It's, it's a book that I think you have to re read in the right timing um, and where you're at and what you're facing. And uh, so I encourage you to pick up a copy of that book. Uh, this is going to be coming uh, out of a chapter where it's talking about community. But what I want to stress is that church isn't a service. The church isn't a building. The church isn't an event on Sundays. Church is community. Let me say that again. Church is community. So there are three things I want to say about this today. And the first thing is church means community. Church is a shared life. It's doing life together, that we worship together, we pray together, we eat together, we laugh together, and we cry together. And this just can't happen on Sundays. This can't just happen when we meet together as a family. This has to happen every day of the week. This has to be things that we do with one another, that we build community, that, that we say, hey, you're going through this in your life, and I want to come next to you and help you in these moments. This is where we celebrate uh, great victories in, uh, in the lives of the people that God has has put around this and and we eat together and because there's one thing about sitting at a table with with, with someone uh, you don't have a lot of enemies around your table you don't have a lot of enemies that you decide to break bread with and and the idea here is that we spend time one with another building community building that safety net around us of people who can help us who can celebrate with us and can help us in our journey and that's, that's where we get this from uh, with, with these banners behind me. It says the journey starts here. Your journey in life starts now. And in this journey, you have got to have people who come next to you to help you to find that finish line in your life, to find that place in your life that, that God has called you to be and you can't get there uh, without people. You can't get there without a community together. Um, I, I remember hearing a story from, from some church uh, that I was at one time, and it was a very powerful story for me because I believe in the community of the church. I believe in, in the people of the church more than our systems and more than uh, our programs. I truly believe what I'm telling you today, and that's church is community. So they were talking, of, it was a very, very large church and um, when you have a large church, it's kind of hard for pastors to know everyone, but um, this church was very intentional with their small groups, and, and the pastors heard of, of, of one of their church members dying that, that Sunday morning, and he, one of the pastors went to visit them, and, and he sits down, he's talking with the family, and, 
and he starts to ask what they need and, and someone kind of pulls him aside and said, hey, like everyone in this house that's visiting right now is a part of their small group and we have everything taken care of. And I think this is very powerful for the heart of a church is not that it's led by pastors and the pastors are taking care of everyone, but it's a community of people who come together to love one another and to be there in difficult times. In the New Testament, book of Acts, it talks about um, Peter uh, going to, to prison and he gets out of prison and he runs to Mary's house and it said when he got there, they knock on the door and, and this young girl opens and they're surprised to see that it's Peter and he's released from jail. But, but, but what the powerful thing here is, is that the people that was in community with Peter, the people who, who Peter relied on was meeting together and praying that something was going to happen in his life. They were praying that he would be uh, released from prison and he was, and Peter went right to that house. And he knew that if he went there, that's where his community would be. He trusted that while he was struggling, the people that was in community with him was praying for him and believing great things to happen in this situation. The second thing that, that I want you to get from this today is community is messy. And I'm about to share a quote that I've been living <laughs> for the last little bit. I have three wonderful kids. And uh, just last night, actually, um, I had to completely take our toilet apart to fish out a, um, a Lego motorcycle that was clogging our toilet. And this quote is going to hit home with a lot of y'all. But G.K. Chesterton said, the family is like a little kingdom and most little kingdoms is generally in a state of something resembling anarchy right coming to church with a lot of people to sit and hear a sermon doesn't ask much of you and it will never expose you that's why most people prefer it let me say this again just coming to church and being sitting on the outskirts and, and never getting in, um, it'll never ask a lot of you. It'll, it'll especially never expose you, but community will. Our life is open to those that we do community with. That's scary, but it's also comforting. The idea of a group of people or select people actually getting to know who we are is a very scary reality for a lot of people because we have these insecurities that came when Adam and Eve sinned that, that says that I can't let them truly know who I am because what will they think about me? What, what will they think once they get to know who I am and all my weird quirkiness and all these things that happen in me? Will they love me less because they know more about me? But the idea of exposing ourselves and being vulnerable to people in community can also be very comforting. Living in community is like going camping in the desert without tents. 
all of your stuff is scattered out and for everyone to see. Right, this is living in community, not having shelters, not having coverings where we hide who we truly are, but it's living truthfully and openly for the people that are around us. Now, we can look fully alive for Christ on Sundays from a distance for an hour in our Sunday best. But once we uh, open up to people and the truth comes out, uh, it's kind of like a, a, a two-edged sword, right? When we live open in community, it opens us up for people to see who we truly are, but it also opens them up for us to see who they truly are. And this gives you two things um, that we didn't have before we opened ourselves up to community to live in a God-driven community. One, you know your heart is good, right? And then you also know that other people's hearts are good. See, I think we live, it's easy, and, and I'm talking to the church world right now, I think it's easy for a lot of us to, to understand our shortcomings and our struggles, and, and we ask people for patience and help with those, but, but then when someone else with some different shortcomings come into our life, uh, maybe we look at them and say, oh, they shouldn't be doing this and things like that. But, but, but listen, this is the cool part about community. When we live open and say, hey, this is my shortcomings, because we know our heart is good. We know that, 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 that we have our shortcomings, but we're working on it, and our hearts are in the right place, then we understand that the people in community are coming from the right ways, that they have their struggles, they have their difficulties, but we know their heart is good. And this opens up a door for us to trust and to forgive people much easier when we understand our shortcomings and that people are giving us trust and us forgiveness, then we can look at the people around us and give them the same trust and forgiveness that we expect from people. Because we're living open and honest. When we know each other's hearts, when we open up and share the deep places of our hearts, when something is said at that point, when we know each other's heart, when something is said that stings, we know that they didn't mean what they say. When we live open and honest, when, when people say things out of maybe anger or pride, we understand that's something they're processing and that we can forgive them easier because, once again, we know their hearts are good. And that's why we chose to be in community with, with them. The second thing on this is we know that we're at war. When we live in community, we understand that we're at war. And it's not with each other, right? When those thoughts come to mind, like uh, we talked about earlier when so-and-so is, you know, we know they gossip or we know they cause drama or something like that. Um, it's easy for us to want to leave. It's easy for us to say, you know what, I've tried this, but, but they did this, they did this, and we choose to leave. It's so easy for us to do that. But living in true community uh, helps us to understand that, that it's not the people, right? It's not the people, it's not what they're saying, but, but it's the enemy. 
the enemy of your life. And um, what we must remember is that the enemy is always trying to pull everyone else to do to us what he is doing to us. Let me say that again. We must remember that the enemy is always trying to pull everyone else to do to us what he is doing to us. He wants to use people around us to intensify what he's trying to do to us. And, and we have to have this, this mindset that the people around us are not our enemies, but maybe they're, they're Maybe maybe the way they're, the things they're saying are just um, affecting us a little bit different because the enemy of our lives are doing those same things to us. And it's not the person, it's not your friend who's doing it, but it's the enemy. And, and I want to touch on this. Two weeks ago, part five of God's Psychiatry, we talked about enemies. And I brought up this idea, and, and I want you to go back and listen to it. Uh, to get the, the, the full uh, talk about if you missed it. But, but what if we don't have enemies in life? What if the people in the community around us are not our enemies? Because God says this, Jesus said this in the Gospels. He says, um, if you have an enemy, pray for them. Love your enemy. And, and if we love our enemy, can they still be an enemy? Because enemies are not people that we love. And this is the radical idea of God's love, that, that, that we love those people who persecute us. We love those people who come against us. We love those people who make our jobs more difficult, who makes our life more difficult. God says to love them. So this idea that the people that God has put in community around us is our enemies can't be because God has called us to love them anyways. So if they are your enemy, how can you love them? Because the Bible says that we, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against powers of the air and principalities that, that Satan or our enemy may use people around us, but it's not them. It's more of the enemy using them. Now, we can love those people who are difficult around us. When Satan caused Adam and Eve to sin, what do they do? They become divided and then blamed each other. That's what he's trying to do. He wants to cause division in your life. He wants to cause division in your community. He wants to separate us apart so that we can't grow stronger in ourselves. When sin entered the heart of Cain, and jealousy was at work. It divided the siblings, and Cain killed Abel. When Satan entered the heart of men at Babel, it caused God to separate all people, land, and language barriers. Satan wants to separate us from each other, and he wants to separate us from God. But when we live in community and we live open, we understand that the people's hearts around us are good and that we can forgive them and we can trust them and we can draw closer together as we draw closer to God. All right, the third thing I want to say today about community is true community is fought for. 
A true community is something you'll have to fight for. You'll never have to fight to get one, but you'll have to fight, excuse me, to keep one afloat. Let me say that again. A true community is something you'll have to fight for. You'll never have to fight to get one, and you'll have to fight to keep it afloat. True community isn't fighting each other. True community is, 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 is understanding that we're all in this together and that if I have to fight, I'm fighting for you. If I have to fight in my community, it's fighting so that you can overcome. If we're fighting in the community, we're fighting against the enemy that's trying to divide our community. It is us covering each other's back and coming back to fight for our brothers and our sisters. And, and I know this is a very old thought in, in the church world, but I remember when there was a time where, where everyone was called brother or sister, right? That's such an old train of thought in, in today's church. But what I, did, what, what I do love about it is the fact that it, it, it puts a priority that we are brothers and sisters in community. We, at, we are part of the same family. We are part of the same team. Because it's a brotherhood, it's a sisterhood, it's community. It's like us all sitting in a sinking raft and we're all doing everything we can to keep it afloat. Community is difficult. Community is hard. Letting yourselves be exposed of all your shortcomings is difficult, but it's something that you need. It's something that I need. It's something that we need together so that we can do this journey together. So let me ask you, who's in your community? Who is it that when you go through the, the tough struggles, the deep darknesses, who is it that you lean upon? Who is it that you get comfort from? Who is it around you that lifts you up and helps you in your, your most difficult times? Who is it that you can open up and say, hey, listen, this is where I'm struggling. This is where my shortcomings are and I want to overcome them. How could you help me do that? Who do you open yourself up to like that? Because when you hold it inside, it just makes your life more difficult. There's no way for you to work through these. There's no ways for you to process through your difficulties. So I want to challenge you to, to find that community and understand there will be difficulties in that community. There will be times of heartache. There will be times of difficulties, but it's worth fighting through and it's worth fighting for because people in your community, they have their struggles too, but we're all working for the same goal. We're all working that our journey could fit, be finished one day. And I want to pray for you because this is a very difficult subject and, and preaching through it makes it sound very easy, but it's not. And I want to encourage you to, to build that community. If you're local here to Riverwalk Church, come, be a part of our services, join our community because we want to help you on your journey. If you're watching this from outside of our local area, find people that you can 
bring into your house or bring it to a place to watch these videos and to start building that community. Let me pray for you. Lord, we love you and we thank you, God. And God, you have called us to be in community. You designed for us to be in community. God, I thank you, Lord, that that was your will, that that was your plan. Because yes, Lord, community is difficult. Dealing with people can be difficult. But you, God, have called us not to fight with one another, not to devour one another, but God, you've called us to live in harmony with one another, helping each other, uh, God, loving each other, carrying each other, God, through the difficulties in our lives, Lord. God, I pray for whoever's watching this, and God, I feel like, God, there may be a heaviness on someone today, God, and, and they just don't know who they can turn to, God. I pray that you open up doors of community, uh, God, where they can actually uh, truly be fully alive in you because they're opening up those deep areas in their lives, God. God, they are not going through a deep darkness, but there's a deep darkness in them, Lord, that they have to deal with, and you want them to deal with that through community, through opening themselves up to the people around them. So God, I pray for them today, God. And Lord, we pray for this Riverwalk Church Network, Lord, where uh, wherever, wherever they're watching from, wherever they're consuming this content, Lord, God, I just pray that your spirit be with them, that they can build community together. God, we pray for our local church community here, God, at Riverwalk Church, but we pray for the community around us, God, that we can be that community that they need. God, we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're so excited that you joined us this week at Riverwalk Church, and we want to encourage you to visit our website. Let us know where you're watching from. Give us a like, give us a share, all that stuff that you do with social media and um, uh, podcasts and all that. We appreciate your support and your help. Share this video with someone who needs encouragement, and we love y'all so much, and we will see you next week. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed the service today. Again, if you have any questions or prayer requests, please go to our website at riverwaltchurch.com. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the service and we hope to see you next week.